Shadow Podcast, seeking glimpses of heaven on earth through conversations about people's lives and work. Foreshadow is a spirituality literary magazine rooted in the Christian faith. This season, our theme is Songs of Ascents, Pilgrimage and Worship, exploring the physical and spiritual journeys we make in search of God and fuller life. I'm Jarrell, and with me today are the two other co-hosts, Will and Josh. Hello. Hey. Welcome back to our listeners as well. Um, it's been a few months since we've um, had an episode, and so th- it's nice to have the three of us co-hosting in um, for the first time, all three of us co-hosting together. Yeah, and with the with the docet tones of, of MC Jarrell Pagio there giving that intro. Whoa. Yes. Oh, that was that was soothing. I'm ready. <laughs> it, I'm it ready. May also I'm... be my. Uh, <laughs> this cold may be contributing to that. So I'm 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 ready to listen. <laughs> say well, more. Yes. Say more. <laughs> well, I think it's my turn according to the script. So this season, um, we're looking forward to hearing from our guests including foreshadow contributors about the journeys that they've been on and the texts that strengthen and nourish their faith. And so we'll be, those are the two main questions that will guide our conversations this season. Uh, That's our plan. And, um, and by texts, we mean um, books, but also other forms of art, such as music, films, forms of worship and, and other forms. So today in, in this episode, the three of us are going to model this, um, conversation by answering the same questions. The first being, can you describe a physical or spiritual journey or both that you have been on? And two, what texts strengthen and nourish your faith and life? So we really hope that this will be a time of shared experiences, telling stories about our lives and and encouraging, inspiring, challenging our listeners and each other. So, um, so we'll just jump right into it with the first question, and we'll go um, with Will first, and then Jarrell and myself, and then we'll discuss the second question. So, Will, uh, yeah, your journeys, journeys, man, so many journeys. Um, for for avid listeners of the podcast, you will you will be aware from previous biographical information that I've I've lived in quite a few places now. Uh, and especially in my adult life, I've kind of moved about uh, every four years or so, it seems. And so uh, the, the journey seems endless in, in, in that physical sense, in some in practical sense. Um, so uh, in, in spiritual terms, um, I, I think that's, that's also true. I, th- I think one of the ways that I'm, I was thinking about this question and even sort of the continual unpacking and unpicking of, 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 of terms or dichotomies like spiritual and physical and stuff like that, that kind of are part of our um, parlance, both in sort of, quote, churchy spaces and in sort of broader society, that there's this division. I'm, I'm wanting to join those who maybe see a sort of unification of the two or look for instances where the two sort of uh, uh, coalesce uh, and where the journey is, is simultaneous. If, if, they're, if it's in both spaces, it's simultaneous. But if, the, if both spaces aren't in fact two different spaces, and I don't mean to overcomplicate this question right out the gate, but here I go anyway, 
um, if both of these spaces aren't in fact separate spaces, but do actually sort of overlap and interpenetrate and are just maybe dimensions of the same sort of thing, which is in this case, my life or my journey, um, that, that, that makes, that gives me, it makes me rethink about like how and where this happens. And so, um, if I were to think exclusively about, uh, again, collapsing back into separate spaces and I would think about spiritual journeys, often I would think about the things that I've internalized or really intellectualized or maybe even felt like I've had ecstatic sort of experiences with. And in the past, I probably would have spoken to those things a little more um, um, vigorously or, 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 or I would have tried to give language to sort of like, quote, spiritual experiences that I have had or felt like I had had. Uh, just again, sort of as if as if outside of my body, I think there's some rhyme and reason, though, to relocating those things as, as actually having even those experiences in and of themselves, whether that was in some sort of ecstatic. So worship moment in like a church space or through the encounter of some sort of beautiful song or having a, or like a moment of fervent prayer or something like that, where I, I was attempting to channel or uh, petition God for something. Um, those kinds of spiritual journeys, um, again, sort of, maybe, maybe I'm not, I don't have a generous enough sort of metaphysic, but in reality, they kind of happened in my head. You know what I mean? They happened inside of me and, and they happened with, with no acknowledgement of the sort of material world or my own materiality. And sometimes the consequences of those two things interplay. Again, that all sounds really complicated to say, um, as I continue to move forward and reimagine contextualizing those experiences from the past, those things did have impacts on my physical wellness or well-being. Uh, they do, they, or, and, and now that kinds of experience, those internalized, whether I'm thinking to myself or having feelings or, or uh, imagining um, whatever, you know, those things, it, it all correlates. It's, it, there's a physical act that comes with that. And so back on track to um, an actual example of like a journey that I've been on, I've been thinking about coming back from uh, working in Hawaii. And I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before when you first interviewed me, Josh, but coming back from working in church ministry in Hawaii to go to seminary essentially to kind of like sharpen the tools and kind of continue down that path. But that really sort of being um, yet another sort of step in the direction of, of uh, ultimately away from active church ministry, ironically. I, I still was involved in church ministry uh, during my time at seminary. Presently, I am not. And so if you trace the trajectory here from like where I was and how I thought about things, and maybe divided up my sense of spiritual journey and or wellness or all these spirituality stuff and physical, actual, practical, whatever. However, that gets divided for you. Uh, you can you can think through that, I guess, on in your own terms. But for me, I've I've I guess I've been on a journey back towards wholeness, and part of that journey toward wholeness has come through sort of both like kind of learning experiences in, in academic environments being challenged by things that um, that I either just didn't know or or things that might have seemed maybe controversial to me at a, at a 
at a previous time, not being scared to sort of venture into exploring those ideas and, and, and at least encountering them, letting them in, like dialogue with, with my own ideas, um, being with people who are different than me as well in those spaces to learn from them, experience them, see the world through their eyes. These have been really like significant um, um, uh, aff affective sort of uh, forces and 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 components of of my ongoing journey, which is is as again people might know is still in an academic environment right now. My physical and sort of mental uh, uh, spaces right now are consumed with being in sort of academic sort of space. Um, and it's not a journey that everybody necessarily needs to go on. But for me, being in these environments has given me both tools and the opportunities to really uh, unpack some of the some of the, the 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 thinking and the and the inherited beliefs or traditions that often go unquestioned in our lives just because we get so caught up in some of the mechanics and the routines and the doings. Um, and sort of our, our cultural liturgies, if you will, and personal liturgies, let alone the church liturgies that you're caught up in reproducing and participating in. I've, I've really appreciated being on the journey to kind of critically observing those things, being outside of them as much as, as, as it is possible, while still at times participating in them. And so I guess if that's not too confusing and confounding, I'll leave that there uh, in terms of the, the first question. Jarrell, what about you? Yeah, um, I guess maybe the best way to, I guess, start this is, uh, well, yeah, my background, how I grew up, uh, grew up in a kind of a charismatic Pentecostal, you know, evangelical church. Um, we, you know, very, I guess you could say outward displays of what uh, was going on internally, maybe, you know, in a way, like if the spirit was moving, mm -hmm. you would see uh, more than just hands raised, but maybe some shouting and, uh, and speaking in tongues. Um, so that was kind of my, my background, all the way through middle school, uh, up into uh, high school. Um, during that time, I got to uh, some experience going to a missions trip to help an orphanage in Juarez, Mexico. And I guess you could say that up till that point, my faith wasn't really engaged. I wasn't really as, as uh, I wasn't really looking to, I guess, grow myself as much until that trip. Something happened there. Uh, maybe it was uh, a, a kind of a combination of uh, seeing another life another thing that we were kind of we were taking part in helping build the orphanage for a little bit uh, maybe it was about a week so it was a small short uh, like short amount of time but in that time it was like okay uh i came back different somehow at least you know when i recount it my parents noticed something different about me there um and maybe them even just mentioning that maybe that took it to a further level and maybe it just kind of i don't know further inspired me to to dive a little deeper into what it meant to be a christian what it meant to have faith or yeah to be a good christian i guess if you will uh and i think somehow the co combination of you know maybe the input of the church or at least the maybe the general mindset or i guess trajectory of the teaching 
I kind of took something of all of that and somehow, and I'm not, maybe this is my own doing, but kind of creating a, a version of faith that, that was maybe uh, a little too pious or self-righteous, if you will. And that was even in high school, right? So like early high school, I think there was, I just recount a time when I was uh, trying to remove myself from any external influence, trying to be, how do you say, pure and uh, un, um, unadulterated by the world, you know, unaffected and uh, an ascetic, <laughs> uh, you know, which is such a the opposite of what it means to uh, what I understand now to be people of faith or even just people in society that, you know, forgetting the very thing that um, all of this is kind of built upon is, is each other. Right. Uh, and so uh, I think that was an interesting time because I, I did change toward maybe the latter half of high school um, becoming a little more, more social. I just remember a time too, where there was a, a girl who had come up to me when I was eating lunch alone. This was also, by the way, you know, the, this is another interesting aspect, but and I guess I'll divulge this, but there were a couple teachings that I was hearing about, you know, learning to hear the voice of God uh, and some books out there and that were maybe not for me, honestly, like, if you will, like in, not just because of my age, but maybe in a, I don't know how you would say this, like maybe I'm, I don't know for what it's worth, maybe just like a mature, more, more mature Christian would read these, somebody with a little bit more, um, I guess perspectives coming in to inform their decisions about how to read this book and stuff like that. Anyway, but hearing the voice of God, I thought I was hearing direction. And sometimes that would be to the extreme where it was like almost walk this way to class because maybe for some reason you'll run into somebody, you know what I mean? Or go this way and, and oh wait, nope, avoid that. And it was almost in a weird way too legalistic for me to get, I can get into the nitty gritty details about what was going on in my head. Anyway, one of those moments led me to sit alone at lunchtime. And there was this girl that came up to me because she saw me sitting alone. And I uh, remember distinctly because it was such, I, I was caught off guard by the moment, touched by it. You know what I mean? Oh, somebody came you know, to me, but it was just such a, Almost like if you want to go there, maybe we could kind of co like compare it to the uh, the religious right of Jesus' day, the Sadducees, Pharisees. Like they're doing this thing that they think is right because of, you know, maybe the rules, if you will. And here's this girl that comes up to me just because she sees me alone and wants to provide, you know, something of company what you know whatever her motivation was but just saw the need there or at least a perceived need i was fine by myself but that moment i guess spoke to me as being like okay i think maybe uh looking back on that it's like i'm missing the point in some ways you know uh here is this girl being more like jesus than i ever was trying like you know misguided to be anyway so that uh is uh, I guess going from that high school experience to college where I went, uh, uh, actually where, yeah, where we all went, Puebla Nazarene yeah. University. <laughs> um, it, it was interesting because my partial motivation for going was to get closer to God and to 
because well christian university <laughs> how can you not right yeah. uh and then the irony of that is coming out of that experience having more questions hmm. and uh even with the aid of an interesting class that was given and offered that I thought, wow, okay, this is kind of on uh, maybe the fringes of what might be acceptable. It was a, a course called The Human Challenge and inviting thought and, and literature that was um, maybe some existential literature, some things that maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe we, uh, some of us in the church would kind of guard against and say, okay, don't go there protect your mind from some of this right um and that class invited thoughts and discussions that uh just led me yeah led me to have some more questions about what it what it means to be people of faith and um uh, to to be in the world as a christian uh and what being a christian is all those sorts of things um so i i guess i'll yeah, I'll, that's a good place, I think, to, to stop. Uh, I was almost going to get into the text, but yes, we'll reserve <laughs> that for the continuation of this. But um, Yeah, and it's difficult to just move on quickly from one person to another because I feel it. Like, yeah, we leave these threads hanging and because we're, we're all on journeys, as the saying goes. Um, uh, but it's interesting to kind of reflect and try. So before I be, uh, say my thing, I just want to reflect like just... Um, maybe to give a name to what you guys have said, at least how I understand it. And if we don't have time, because yeah, yeah. I know it's a sh we, we don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but I, I know to our, to our listeners, we're planning to have a few more reflection episodes with just the co-hosts this season. And so um, maybe we'll be able to pick up more of these threads th there. But um, I guess sure. something I noticed mm -hmm. about both of your spiritual slash physical journeys have been, has been um, kind of like, not wanting to separate two things. Will said physical and spiritual, uh, they interweave together. And then Jarrell, you had kind of separated yourself from other people in some ways in the way that you were thinking and living. But then this girl came to you and kind of broke that barrier. And maybe your spiritual journey is reflecting re is a reflection of that move towards people and away from alienating yourself. Um, and I liked the the phrase that you used, Will, when you said you're on a journey to wholeness. And I think that's something that might be a maybe a universal theme or a theme that will keep coming up in our conversations because I think um, the spiritual pilgrimages that people go on are for wholeness. And I, at least that's how I see it for myself as well. And and I think, Jarrell, what you were describing too, your integration with other people, that, that girl speaking to you, that maybe I would think that that's also a journey to wholeness. And so... Um, but going to to my um, spirit, my pilgrimage, I think the example I want to give also is both physical and spiritual, and um, and and it's in, and it's helpful, Will, that you that you um, identify that that maybe so often the physical pilgrimages we go on are also spiritual, and and vice versa, like the spiritual experiences we have affect us physically. Um, but for me, it's um, oftentimes me living in the UK, people ask me, so why did you move from California to the UK? Ha ha what brought you to the UK? Um, it cer certainly wasn't the weather. And um, <laughs> so so for me, I was what brought me here was uh, I was studying um, uh, the Ministry of Writing. And, and one of the um, required courses that we took was 
uh, was a cultural min, um, theology in another cultural context. And they offered, the, the school offered um, uh, classes each year in a different location. And, and one year they were offering the class at the Iona Abbey um, or in, in the UK. And uh, one week would be spent at the Iona Abbey, which is off the Western um, co coast of Scotland. And I had learned a little bit about Iona in a history class. I had read that St. Columba in the 500s um, after, after Christ, he, was, um, he had uh, been exiled there and he started a, a monastery there and then began a monastic presence and, and spread the gospel to Scotland from there. And so I was really interested in the, kind of the historical roots and um and um, you mentioned asceticism, Will, and that's something that I was really drawn to as well, like the monastic life just really intrigued me. And so I had never been to a monastery before. And so um, I, 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 I signed up. Um, and they also, fortunately, they also offered a scholarship to, to help, like to all of the students to help um, the, the pay, pay for the airfare and things. That was a bonus. But um, I signed up to go there and um, it, was, it was a very powerful experience there. Um, it's what people call a thin place uh, in the Celtic Christian tradition, um, where they say that the the veil between heaven and earth are thin, and it just felt like I, I still remember the approach as we were. It, it, it's very much a pilgrimage going there in the sense of a physical toil because you have to, in addition to the plane journey to Glasgow, um, you catch a train to Oban, take the ferry to the Isle of Mull catch a, a bus about an hour's journey across the island and then another ferry to Iona. So it's a real like pilgrimage physically too. But, um, but like, I remember being on the ferry and just seeing Iona uh, and hearing, remembering all of the things I'd heard about it. And it just, I don't know, it was just, an, it felt like I was climbing a mountain and I was almost at the top kind of thing. It was a, quite a powerful uh, experience, just, just even approaching the island. But, um, but that, uh, that also, eventually led me to to return there to work and I met the woman who's now my wife there Miriam and um, and so and that's caused me to stay in the UK so that pilgrimage has continued in my life in the sense mm. that even now um, the initial impulse that led me there which I think was to um, to explore my roots as a Christian um, the historical roots the the um, the roots in terms of um, wanting to dive deeper in my faith. Um, that's uh, led me also to um, the Orthodox Church. And um, and St. Columba is a saint in both the Orthodox and Catholic and the Anglican Church because uh, when he was a, when he was alive, that was the time before the Great Schism when when the church split into these Catholicism and the Orthodox Church. That was he was there before that split. And so he's very much a um, kind of a a figure that a lot of Christians claim and a lot of the Celtic saints of the, of those times, of course, um, were before the schism. So, um, so basically I'm very interested in, in learning more about those saints and about that time because, uh, it was closer in history towards Christ and the apostles and, um, and it's also where I'm living now. And so in the UK and, and I want to, it's, uh, it's um, I don't know, powerful to hear the stories of the Christians that lived here um, centuries and millennia ago. So, so, so I think I'll leave it there. 
Yeah, that's interesting. I'll, if I if I may, I'll respond first to that. Um, in part to also sort of depending upon how much of what I said previously gets left in the uh, final cut of this episode, <laughs> as it was a convoluted ramp up to our oh, we'll keep conversation. It. <laughs> um, but that is to say, I, I, I didn't mean to out the gate totally problematize uh, some of the terms that we're using to qualify our journeys, because they are, that's what they are. They're very, they're, those are helpful categories with which to understand your experience of a journey. And I think, Josh, what you said is so succinct and kind of like points to that. There's this, there, there are these physical and spiritual dimensions that that do uh, coincide with each other often, you know, and you can find resonance in that. And so some of what, uh, 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 apologies to the listener, if some of what I said detracted or distracted from sort of the, the that broader point, um, if anything that I was hopefully trying to say, and I think Josh, you kind of talked about, is, is that those things are happening. I mean, those, there are, there are those perceivable realities or th those are accurate and adequate ways to categorize uh, our experiences. Uh, in in a spiritual sense, in spiritual terms, and or in the literal, you know, sort of physical happenings, uh, and your journey toward wholeness. I mean, just the fact again that we're talking about the word pilgrimage. Uh, that that is a kind of a wholeness journey, right? It it, it does imply it's a, a, you don't pilgrimage is not a, a thing that happens to you by accident. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't find yourself, you know, maybe you do find yourself on a pilgrimage now, but a pilgrimage is usually an intentional choice that you make. It's a journey that you intend to do, and the nature of a pilgrimage is is that it is sort of inherently a physical journey, and it is inherently enriching in some sort of way, you know, spiritually, well, we can say for just lack of a better term, that's probably the best term to describe. And so yes, I do think that those are um, to sort of quasi apologize slash quasi clarify that those those can be helpful terms. And I, I, I don't know that we need to totally reinvent a new word that captures the essence of the two intermingled, except maybe the word life itself, you know what I mean? Um, as, as that is, or, or like you said, Josh, that category that comes up, I know, especially in, in terms of, uh, uh, like the study of psychology and stuff is, is, is being the integrated self, mm. you know what I mean? Having that kind of, um, fullness and sense that development, um, that is not something that's granted or, 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 or given. And I, I think even as a reflection, perhaps of, of, of of wisdom you know it's or a manifestation of wisdom if if such a thing could be and i think both of your guys's um responses point to that evolving sort of wisdom that self-awareness but also that sort of sense of self within a wider world of which you are a part and which people are participating and interacting with you um and so whether it's on, you know, Drell, as you talked about kind of being on a pretty explicit sort of faith journey and faith evolution and Josh, you talked about really trying to reconnect and maybe even sort of uh, understand the past to make sense of or find inspiration for the present and how I sort of am talking about really um, uh, untangling some of those spaces, continuously untangling some of those uh, spaces. Um, they do all in some ways qualify as this as as this pilgrimage. They, they they involve some degree of physical undertaking or happenstance and a very conscientious sort of and that might be the key word there too, intentional and conscientious uh, sort of spiritual dimension. You know what I mean? Where we're where we're wrestling through those things as we go along, um, uh, uh, unless we 
somehow suffer. And maybe we do. I mean, that's sort of biblical narrative stuff too, that people suffer from amnesia. You know what I mean? They, how did I get here? <laughs> What's going on? What was the story of this, of this thing? Uh, maybe another, and maybe we can pivot to our, the second part of our, our second question as well with this idea, but maybe, uh, maybe it's that, it's that act of remembrance that's so important uh, that also helps us mark um, uh, pilgrimage, you know, or identify the need for a pilgrimage, remembering where we've been, really thinking through where we are and, and then maybe where we would like to go. Uh, having these markers. And I know some of the markers that we're now going to talk about are the texts um, in in capital T texts. I don't know how, you, but texts in, in the broadest sense of that, uh, uh, that it could be, you know, literary texts or musical texts, or maybe even people texts, uh, if we want to get really into like her hermeneutics. <laughs> um, you know, um, what are some of those things, you know, maybe Josh will go in reverse order that have inspired your your journeys or informed it or things that maybe you found along the way or as a result of certain sort of maybe pilgrimage milestones yeah yeah that's um that's interesting so i could think of various um kinds of texts that have um looking back have served as kind of um i would call them cairn stones uh, i don't know if that's in the u.s i learned that in the uk like cairns um on when you're on a on climbing a mountain there are often these piles of stones that people set up and like people walking by will add a stone um, just to show you the way. And, and also um, you can also look back um, and kind of see the the different towers and, and just kind of re remind yourself of where you've been. Um, and, and I know in the Bible, there are people like there's, in the, especially in Genesis, I think of like an Ebenezer um, kind of stone um, tower where they, they build an, an altar to, to mark a significant time. Um, mm -hmm. For me, uh, but for me, for me, I, I, I would say it's probably a, a very predictable, but I, I, I still, for me, it's important is it's the Bible, Re reading the Bible. And especially at different times in my life um, that and when you mentioned, uh, Will, like, you know, these different moments in our life, I can remember like just um, at different times in my life when I would be reading the Bible and and just who, where I am now. And more recently, I'm returning to reading the Bible again in, in a fresh way. Um, there have been kind of like ups and downs in, over the past decades of reading the Bible, and I feel like I'm I'm reengaging with it, and it's providing nourishment. And it's but it's interesting how one can read the same book, whether that's or the same like Psalm or like a book, uh, like the Book of Job, for instance, or something. When you're a teenager, um, I remember reading that during a time of when I was really kind of feeling low and depressed as a teenager, and then um, engaging with it more recently, like in the past year and, and, and just how much I've changed the, the text hasn't changed. And yet I, I am learning so much more and I'm gaining so much more because I'm older. I've experienced more. I can connect with it in different ways. And I feel like the Bible ha is this limitless, um, uh, source of new connections and new, um, insights, um, that as, I grow older and I continue reading, I, I gain more insights. So I could say a lot more, but I'll, I'll leave it there um, for now. Just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I guess a couple minutes for each of us. Yeah. Jarell, what about you? What are some, what are some of these inspiring texts or sources and maybe like a marker that's helped you uh, as you, as you look back and reflect, or as you look to now or the future? Yeah. Um, I was just going to speak to what Josh was saying. It's yes, it's definitely interesting when you look at scripture and say, it speaks to 
any particular like you know perspective or or place in life that we are uh you can find unique things and like right somebody who is in their teens will find something different in their 20s 30s even in their later 60s whatever it is but it yes it's interesting the same text um i uh was thinking of the i guess well jesus's ministry um is something that i've looked at a lot in the sense of or look to a lot in the sense of uh i guess what it means to be a christian or what it means to uh maybe just in the base level be uh proper person in the world however you want to say that but it um the the uh criticism of holding the sabbath right uh at the expense of helping those in need or um or doing yeah at the expense of um helping others in need in the name of religion right you just i'm i'm holding to this sabbath um because it's the quote right thing to do um and that, that particular story where you know Jesus does healings on the Sabbath um, and uh, the religious folks of the day are saying don't do that but it's that in and of itself like where Jesus is 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 doing these things because it's just I don't know plainly plainly put it's it's the it's the right thing to do right um you just do it because uh people need it you know and they need it today they need it uh, on the sabbath they need it any other day of the week um and so that's kind of inspired me to like remember i guess to get out of my own way sometimes uh like with um you know the girl who came up to it uh, came up to me at lunch like uh, it's like hey whoa okay what am i doing here what is this for if i'm just uh you know living solely for myself i guess uh, yeah for lack of a better way to put that it's just um and so you could say that that like uh, the texts like that are way you could sum up my faith journey at, at least up to this point is like at first i was kind of getting swept up in the rules uh, like a, a, the legalism of it all and the things that quote make a good christian um and then you know coming to realize like okay the rules are there um if you want to call them rules, you know, but they're never the point. It's, you know, they just serve as a means, right? Uh, um, a means to serving others well, or, or I don't know, you could, you can call them guidelines if you want, but, um, and so you could say like in a way that my initial foray into like faith is like, uh, yeah, that legalistic approach. And then coming into um, later on, like realizing, um, well, I think of it this way, a professor, I, I might have mentioned this in some other episode, but a uh, professor in college who had said, you know, God doesn't care what you do, who you marry, where you live, you know, what job you have, all those things, but just that you love God and love others. And I think that is kind of the, I don't know, maybe it's, it's simple, but it's like kind of the crux of it. You know, uh, everything, some of them, the law, you know, love is that. And, um i think yeah maybe uh i guess if that, that yeah that's a good good place to it could be a good text <laughs> what was that well i said that's a good text and an yeah. encounter can be a text yeah 
Um, I guess I'll throw in my my two cents real quick too, just on on that, and then and then land the plane for the episode. Um, yeah, I, I, just there are, are songs, you know, and certain artists maybe, or I'll, I'll, and oftentimes things come to me like happen, you know, sort of I, I encounter something out of the blue or something nostalgic comes up, and it or just it's it serves as this token, this reminder uh, of where I've been and where I'm at, and, and and maybe and where I'm going. That things are going to be okay. I find some some comfort in that solace in that and inspiration again to kind of move forward on whatever the the the, the nature of the journey is at that point because again if the, if the journey you know as they say and as you said they say josh uh is our whole lives you know what i mean and we just have these little tributaries of, that we explore along the way then um then yeah i love the i love those little sort of moments you know things that resonate with me richly so that can be a song a musical experience getting to play music with people can be that uh, I listen to some a couple podcasts that I think are nourishing sometimes and helpful. Again, challenging. I encounter new ideas that way. Um, shout out Nomad Podcast as well. Not a competitor, but that's a UK-based uh, uh, sort of uh, podcast. And then, you know, a couple others that are fun. Uh, there are people texts, too many to mention, obviously, that have inspired me and challenged me with their perspectives. But then, yeah, reading authors and being in grad school and and, and encountering sort of ways of theorizing sort of uh, the world and experiences and sometimes not in explicitly sort of theologically oriented or religious ways, but thinking in, you know, I, I'm doing scholarship in sort of music right now, but music and culture and sociology and psychology and hearing some of these sort of like commentaries and going like, oh my gosh, that actually kind of connects to how this works too. Or what if I applied this in my own life? Or what if a church did this? Or, you know, these kinds of things uh, continue to resonate with me so that on where I'm at in the journey now, again, is sort of this strange uh, kind of removed critical outsider uh looking in on some of the the mechanisms of our our uh of my inherited faith tradition and even this process of the, this experience of this podcast and the content that we talk about uh the subject matter the bible the you know spiritual as i continue as i really kind of still sort of maybe not in a weird uh sort of in superiority complex way, but float above that and look at it as much as I can remove myself from it. Um, these are these are still helpful texts. And sometimes you get that pull that kind of brings you back down into them too. And you feel something of those things, not just as an observer. And so I guess we can leave it there. This has been a lot of really good yeah. uh, stuff. And I'm sure there's more to, to cover in the not so distant future. And mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to us each getting to work with guests and tease out some of this subject matter with that too. And so with that, if you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with someone you think would appreciate it and do pass it along uh, on your social media channels. We'd love to hear from you. So do get in touch by emailing us at foreshadowmagazine at gmail.com or connecting on our various social media platforms. You can also visit foreshadowmagazine.com to read new writings and listen to other work posted every week. Thanks for listening. That's the forecast for today. <laughs>